Welcome to Bitstorm, a comedy game design podcast for two guys who know nothing about comedy nor game design. I'm Trevor Scott, and with me as always is Ben Slinger. That was like a super explosive intro. I Just know, super blasted explosive. that out. pants up, all that Bitstorm energy. Welcome to Bitstorm. Yeah, hi, I'm Ben Slinger. And this is Bitstorm. <laughs> and uh, we are a podcast, and we're going to click pitch. And uh, for those who haven't listened before, Click Pitch is a game where we each have a random word generator in front of us. And on the count of three, two, one, click, we will get a new random word and we will say them out loud and we'll put them together and we'll, we will make up a game idea. That's what we do. And That's what we do on this show. throw it away and do it again. That's right. <laughs> and we chuck it. Even if yep. it's fucking gold. Yeah. Get rid That's of it. the way it works. Three, yep. two, one, click. Let's do it. Corral. Manufacturing. All right. So, I'm almost, I'm thinking of like some sort of, I feel like my mind goes to sort of sim games and building games too often. My mind yep. went to like, I, I, you're a cowboy of sort of like you run a, a cattle farm, except they're all robot cows. <laughs> um, hence the manufacturing. <laughs> so it's sort of like a futuristic thing and you're setting up assembly lines, but also then I guess you farm them. <laughs> okay, maybe so- Maybe they're half- Maybe they're like um, cyborgs. So, they're part- Cyborg cows. They're part meat <laughs> with robot heads. It's like the future of meat. It's totally oh, humane because they're just artificial intelligence, but they grow real meat bodies. Ugh. And they can also, um, I suppose, give milk. Yeah. Because that's another thing that you use yeah. cattle for. Exactly. And you can like- if you get the right parts, you can have them uh, express milk with all these different properties, like chocolate milk or <laughs> okay. medicinal milk of some kind. Um, so I'm seeing that one of the one of the things that you're going to have to contend with, are, mm-hmm. like the digital cattle rustlers. Yes, they come yep. in and try to basically install viruses on your cows. Yeah, the mad cow virus. Yep. Totally. Yeah. Well, and of course, like their AI, they could just turn evil, there's a certain chance that one of them will just turn evil. Uh, and, you know, that might infect the other ones. They might lead an uprising. Okay, so the, you've got to be on the lookout for red eyes. Yes, exactly. I think Perfect. That's, that's the best way of actually oh, determining I, whether, they're, whether they're evil or not. Yeah, well, I love the idea that- Because I was thinking sort of a top-down thing, but maybe if you're playing first or third person- And I'm just, I'm just picturing this, uh, this, this scene where you're herding your cattle- you know, it's getting, it's dusk, it's getting dark, and you're just watching out there and you see all these, you know, blue-eyed cows, and then just one of them sort of looks at you and it sees red eyes, and you're like, oh, fuck. I like We've the idea that you only, just, you only just glimpse a little bit of it. You don't know which one it was. Yeah. It's like, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta run your diagnostics <laughs> on each one. And, like, that could be really cool. You could have to build your whole, um, your corral, like, your whole, as you corral them in- um, you have to, it's like, oh shit, we, if we suspect we've got a rogue AI, we have to send them through this, you know, extra testing thing that checks them and does it, does the diagnostics and you get all these cool futuristic panels come up with all the, all the data about them. <laughs> I kind of love this idea of, <laughs> of it being sort of a simulation, like management game, but also with, yeah, with these like things that could go wrong in that way. And particularly from sort of that third or first person view, because there are a lot of day-to-day things 
that could be kind of fun. Like, yeah, you literally have to ride your robotic horse to <laughs> to uh, to herd them to different places. But it, but it's a much earlier version of AI, so so it's not as susceptible to to yeah, like viruses well, and, and, and stuff. And maybe it's like it's it's not even it's very basic AI. It's it's because they don't they're not trying to they're not trying to breed this for meat. So it's just utilitarian, and it's basically just a pure robot. Yep. It's almost like a vehicle. But it's definitely horse shaped. <laughs> it's just three cows taped together. <laughs> <laughs> and basically, we can call this like Boston Dynamics 2050. <laughs> God, those fuck- you know those fuckers are gonna rise up. Yeah. Have you seen that bastard opening the door for his buddy? Yeah, that's kind of <laughs> scary. <laughs> all right. I- I just really want to see all the um all the cattle rustlers and all that sort of stuff, and they're like they're in the field, and all they're doing is like they're, they're just hijacking your Wi-Fi signal and just <laughs> <laughs> that's it. They're just war driving Randy cows. It's like oh, this one's got an exploit we can take advantage of. They just like shut down. We <laughs> just like start walking backwards or. And, and and you have like teenagers trying to come in and cow tip, and the way that they do that is again they hijack your Wi-Fi signal and they they just get them to like shut down and flip over. <laughs> well, or it's just like if you if you press this, or, or, or actually going back to something we've done before, they have to get close enough to plug the little pin into the into the reset button behind their neck, um, yep. like like an iPhone, and uh, they fall over because they have to restart. <laughs> so that's the challenge. Oh, and. And and thing is because they're under pressure, they've got like a um, what is it a one in seventy five percent chance of of putting it trying to put it in the wrong way, so they've got to turn it around the turn it around <laughs> the other way, and then that's got a one in fifty percent chance whether it's actually right or not. Right, <laughs> you know how you know how the USB yes um, the USB every time that you go to paradox yeah yeah that's a really weird way of stating odds though, Trevor. One in fifty percent. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, whatever. Three, two, one, click. Fuck off. <laughs> it's a long night. I've just been. I've been waiting for you to bloody come online. <laughs> My kids didn't get to sleep soon enough. All right, softness. Yep. Minute. <laughs> okay. Okay. So it can either right. be minute or minute. Oh, that's true. That's true. <laughs> Spelt the same fucking way. Thanks, English. That was me giving a thumbs up. By the way, you can't see it, but <laughs> big grin, thumbs up. Minute. Softness, tiny dryers with <laughs> fabric softener. Um, um, I mean, my mind can't, keeps on going back to that Scrubs episode where they're they're talking about how they had to um like make make one of the patients as comfortable as possible, mm. and it was basically they put her in this whole room of cotton balls, <laughs> and it was like. <laughs> So I think of minute softness and it's basically well. So the, um, okay, well, cotton balls is an interesting way to go because you could do sort of some interesting, f- like almost physics stuff with lots of cotton balls, having like mm-hmm. piling up cotton balls and the way that you could perhaps like move across them, except they sort of shift a lot. Can you imagine running on cotton balls? Um, oh, like with enough no. of them, you'd sort of have some some traction, but also if you almost if you stayed in, it's almost like quicksand. I feel like. Um, but they also burn really well. Uh, I don't know. I- I'm just trying to think of sort of mechanics that we could come up with around cotton balls because it's never okay. been done. Okay. Taking it a different, a different way. Mm-hmm. You have- Trevor, don't talk a- about your cotton balls. No, no, no. You have, <laughs> you have a minute 
to um to basically make someone comfortable with the softest material. So it's basically a timed game on on how quick you can you can add all these soft things into the room to to basically um either like maybe baby proof or something like that. I like the idea of it. Oh, baby proofing is interesting. Yeah. Maybe so going in yet a different direction. <laughs> yeah, like either you've got a minute to baby proof a room or the baby has to survive a minute in a room you've baby proofed. <laughs> <laughs> and so it's just this baby that's controlled by well, it's either controlled by the computer. I was going to say it's controlled by a human, but then that's just that game. Yes, I can't remember what it's called, but where you literally have to try to kill yourself as the baby. Yeah, and uh, the dad has to try and like protect everything, lock yeah. all the different things. But it's so hard if you're so maybe if you're in the this dad. case. <laughs> so maybe in this case, it's an AI baby that's literally just its only goal is to kill itself in by being. By falling down things and climbing in things and finding the sharp things that you left around, sharp corners of things and doors, cupboards that you didn't protect. Yeah, I'm trying to think, like, could you come up with interesting ways to have to baby-proof it? Like, you've got limited- It's almost like the incredible machine in that you sort of- You have these set tools, resources at the beginning of a level, and you have to figure out the way that- I don't know, like, it's literally that if you- um, open this, like it's not that just shit that you can that you can rubber rubber band a uh, cupboard door shut between the handles because there's two cupboards and you've got one rubber band. So you have to sort of figure. You yep. have to realize that if you open both the doors at once, you can rubber band one door from one cupboard to the door of the other, and the baby can't get through. So even though those doors are just open at all times, <laughs> they can't be moved or something like that. You know. So I know we keep on going to this well every now and again, but The Simpsons. Has like this um, this one part where they they had like a social worker come through mm. and and they pretended to be a baby and and like getting under the cupboards and <laughs> and you know like drink, drinking all the stuff. I like the idea that you're not baby proofing for a baby, but you you're baby proofing for an inspection that's happening in it's like, like a baby proofing test. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's like a social worker's coming in in like a minute, right? So you you've got you basically you've just woken up from from like being drunk or something the night before, and you've, <laughs> and you've you're basically like, oh my got- god, my baby having test is today. <laughs> yeah, so you've just got these like random things that are lying around, like a pizza box and a hair tie, yeah. and and so the idea is that you have a minute to to do as much as you can. And then the rest of the game is actually just trying to um, not let the um, not let the social worker actually see the the other parts okay. that, that you haven't cleaned up. <laughs> well, I like the idea that this is maybe like a procedurally generated house that you wake up into every time. Um, yep. So it's literally sort of yeah, you've got a minute, get the lay of the land, figure out maybe which way they're going to go, get those parts safe and clean first, and then once they're there. You're kind of having to block them to head in the direction of the things you've already cleaned and fixed at the same time as getting ahead enough to like deal with the next room before they make their way in there. Yeah. So you may you may have have your your head. Um, you know, you go. Okay, I want to clean up the kitchen because that's where that's where the the um the door that I reckon they're going to come through is. So you make sure that the kitchen is speaking. Speak and span. Yeah, and while they're looking safe. through there, you quickly run into the next room and you you start you know cleaning up the glass shards and the- <laughs> yeah, exactly the bottle that you broke after you not after you glassed someone the night before um, because you fit to be a parent. Yep. Uh, 
<laughs> and maybe it's that you could almost have it as two phases as well, that if you pass the phase with the social worker where they're just kind of looking from a surface level, if you manage yep. to convince the surface, the, the um, social worker that it's safe, then an actual baby comes through. It's like, all right, and here's your baby. Uh, and then you ha- you have to actually make sure that it's actually safe, and you didn't hadn't just piled all the knives like into a cupboard <laughs> that if it opens will just literally twenty knives will drop out. Eject over the uh, eject over the entire room. Exactly. It's like I'm going to put all my springs and knives in this cupboard. Oh my! Oh, there's way too many to fit in here. Let's just shove it closed <laughs> and latched <laughs> and locked. <laughs> It's basically that uh, Roger Rabbit and uh, Baby Herman thing again. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay, let's click again. Okay. Three, two, one, click. Armchair. Copy. Copy. I had some weird ideas, but I'm not sure there's gameplay there. Yeah. I mean, my whole thing is cloning at the moment. <laughs> I was going- So, my where I went was you are a teenager and you had a big party at your house while your parents were out. And in them, and in as at the party, your dad's favorite armchair got destroyed, mm-hmm. and so you have to somehow make a perfect copy of it. Uh, but I don't know how you, how that would be a game. <laughs> okay, really? my mind's just gone in a in a slightly weird place. Okay. We like um, weird. Yes, that leads to good back, ideas. Back in my youth, I read a few books by the author Paul Jennings. Mm-hmm. He had you an and idea. me both. Yes, he had an idea in one story that I remember, where there was basically like a mirror image mm-hmm. of of like um, of like the main character who got who comes in into being through through like some like scientific experiment. Okay, and I, memories. I'm sort of liking the idea that one day you're you're sitting in an armchair and. All of a sudden, a mirror, like the exact image of you, comes through the door and says, "You've got to help me." So, a sort of narrative thing, then. Uh yeah, yeah. So, or maybe a bit thing. of. There could be some interesting puzzle mechanics you could use with with mirror images of yourself, or or maybe the whole game is around mirrors in general, because there's a lot of cool mechanics you could do just with mirrors, reflections and light yep. and the glass from them, and okay, so. I'm, I'm thinking that the catalyst for this is the mirror images um, dad had this amazing armchair who um, at, basically when you sat in it, it could transport you to um, <laughs> to to basically another dimension sort of thing. Transport you to comfort town. Yeah. Also um, that dimension over there. It's a very it comfortable dimension. So happens dimension. the comfort town is this other dimension. Yeah. <laughs> Where everything's made out of cotton balls. <laughs> <laughs> but I uh, know I, I like I like the idea of you know not necessarily being able to, to trust your mirror self because okay. they're like have they literally come out of a you're mirror? right-handed and they're left-handed so you've just got this this whole thing that you yeah. know they they can mainly read backwards text and you can only read forwards text so it's just mm-hmm. sort of like the universe that they've come from is is just totally backwards. They're really good at taking selfies though. Yes, um, very good. Like, no-look selfies. <laughs> okay, so uh, I'm trying to think of some of the interesting mechanics you can do. do you, so, did they literally come out of the mirror? 
Or they came via this armchair. Because weren't you sitting in the armchair? Weren't they telefrag you? You're sitting in the armchair and maybe there's a, maybe there's a big dimension frag you. In this oh, particular okay. um, room. And yep. basically, you, you turn around, you're watching TV or something, and all of a sudden, there's someone just spins the armchair around and it's you. <laughs> no, no, no. I like the idea of, of like, a first-person view. It doesn't necessarily have to be VR, but it could be. Yeah. Um, and, like, you hear a noise from the direction of the mirror, and you look over, and, like, you see yourself in the armchair in the mirror. But, like, as you turn back, the- the- the you in the mirror doesn't turn back. Like, they keep oh, looking at you. Oh, God. <laughs> and then, so, no. you look at them again, and, it's like, so wrong. they stand up and start walking towards you and come out of the mirror, and, like, that's how you meet your mirror self. And they're just like, hey, nice armchair. <laughs> Okay, I so I do like the I do like the fact that this is um, that you're leaning towards VR because I do I can see some of the puzzle mechanics where um, kind of like uh, you know how in Rick and Morty how you had like the mirror. Um, oh yeah, the Mister Me Six. Mister Me Six. Yeah. So basically, you've got certain puzzles in which you can you can basically have the you um, you and your mirror self are, mm. are able to to like. Um, Maybe Where basically you move and your block, mirror self moves the same way. And, yeah. 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 Um, I kind of like the idea that the mirror self isn't able to actually exit the mirror. So- Oh, okay. Oh, that's every, interesting. Everything happens mm-hmm. to be- um, Oh, that, that could be some- That could be really cool. So, basically, you've got um, certain things happening on in the mirror universe and certain things happening in this yeah. universe. And- Using your your hands, you know you've got to maybe be okay. I'm looking looking in here and blocking here. Um, in another in another part, you know, you need to actually. Yeah. So you're basically looking into the mirror and seeing, oh, there's something coming towards us, but it's only in that universe. So you have to pick up, you know, something the tray to block it. Except, yeah, you can't actually see it coming towards you. You can see it coming towards the you in the mirror. Yeah. And so you sort of have to indirectly know where to how to do that. I like that idea. I like the idea that <laughs> so okay, maybe maybe they don't come walking out of the mirror at you. Maybe it's just that they've gained some control over that mirror universe where they can like look at different look like they can turn their head and talk, but the rest of their body still just follows you. Oh, yeah. I like that. So, so they got, are, they got are, some, some they've got sort a personality. Of, um- like they've got they are their own character. But but they can't like they can't control themselves. They literally have to do what you do. Uh, so yeah, that's why you have these mechanics around. Um, yeah, having having to move things to affect stuff that is only happening in the mirror mirror world. And yeah, there could be a whole story about how there's some rift between this world and the mirror world. And so oh, and then, and I like the idea that the um that the mirror the mirror person can can actually like um, take control. Of, oh. of basically, um, as as it goes on, maybe your character gets a bit weaker, and it eventually has to be that you're actually, um, you know, that you become the mirror image, or, or the, the the mirror image basically becomes like the lead. Yeah. Instead of so, how would that work in VR? Way. You see your own arms moving around. That's um, pretty nuts. Basically, everything that like you try to pick up something with your right hand and it becomes more clumsy because all of a sudden your left hand is actually more dominant or something like that. You could. <laughs> I had. <laughs> I was trying to think of the mechanics for how that would work for the mirror image controlling your hands. 
And I had the thought that, uh, like, yeah, they're, they're taking control, but you've still got control over, like, one finger on each hand. <laughs> and so, as you move your arms in the real world, just that, like, index finger moves in, in relation to that. And so, you have little- pu- Like, you maybe- <laughs> Actually, that'd be pretty. You've got puzzles where literally you're seeing your arms moving based on the mirror person, and they like pick up a gun, but you've got control of the trigger finger, um, or <laughs> or like they have to flick something, so you've got control of that finger. Like <laughs> the puzzles around them controlling your arms and you controlling that one finger on each hand. Uh- I kind of like the idea you have of to push the right button. There's puzzles. There's puzzles where you actually have to follow along with what the computer is doing with her arms. Yeah, yeah. Basically, being the mirror, the mirror image. Yeah, I like that idea too. Yeah. Oh, there's a ton of cool stuff you can do with that. Yeah. yeah. So what's the? Okay. So let's sort of just do a, an overall uh, sort of run on the narrative. Um, so there's some sort of rift between these worlds. Is there some sort of is it, or is it that sort of you're seeing through the mirror into another dimension where there's some sort of apocalypse or some sort of attack? Um, yeah, may- maybe there's actually like interdimensional beings who, right. who can only be seen in, in like the mirror universe. Right. And because they've attacked the mirror universe, that's sort of what's created this weakened link into your mm. universe. And that's why you've, you've got this thing happening where. Your mirror self can talk to you and you've got control over them. Yeah. Yeah. And then so, okay. So it's, and then it's basically just going through all, going through the game to defeat them. And so is there a real like teary goodbye at the end where you realize that now it's just yourself in the mirror? It's not your character who you've come to love um, and respect. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> as I their kinda own like being. The, I, I kind of like the idea of the, of the typical trope where, um, you know, your character goes out into the real world and, you know, starts looking at things and everything's backwards, only to realise that you're now trapped <laughs> in the mirror. Now you're- <laughs> That's good. That's a good twist ending. I like that. Perfect. I'm kind of stealing from a movie, but- <laughs> Really? Don't tell me yeah. that. Three to one click. I've, I, I, we're editing that out. It's our idea. Well, I'm editing this week. <laughs> exactly. So, it's our idea- we didn't steal it from anywhere. Okay. Draft. Haven. So, immediately, just and probably because we we're just thinking about interesting mechanics, but it, I just go towards some sort of wind mechanic where you're having to, like, you know, there are drafts that are, that are blowing something through an area and it's sort of avoiding or redirecting the wind in some way. And so, you can find, like, the haven away from that draft. Yeah, that's, that's pretty cool. <laughs> Uh, and I'm just just thinking as well. Like another thing that came up in my mind was like a backdraft, mm, okay, which is you know all about with fires. If if you yeah. if you break the wrong wrong door, you get a backdraft. And yeah, and you get a big blast. Sort of happens. Okay, well maybe this could be maybe this could be a combination of the two. In that you've got a level and you've got some sense of where the wind or the air is sort of flowing through it. And you know that at some point there's going to be a backdraft. Like if, you know, you have to open that door. And so it's a matter of preparing so that the, like the flames, the fire goes in a certain direction based on sort of where the air is or something. You know what I've never seen before in, in like any sort of video game really? And it's basically, di- um, 
you being a firefighter dealing with like say a bushfire. Okay. So so your your character, you know, has to has to keep an eye on which way the wind's blowing so that they don't like basically this town of Haven needs to oh. needs to be um well surrounded by yep. forest and all this sort of stuff. And basically yep. you've got to try and um Maybe as a as a fire chief or something like that, you've you've got to determine where where to where to put your trucks, where to send your helicopters, where where to, where to do your back burning and that sort of stuff to try and yeah, create a containment yeah, okay, area. Okay, well, yeah, and so you could all, almost uh, have some preventative measures as well. Yeah, yeah, that'd um, be interesting. Bushfire season in like the the Aussie bush town of Haven. Uh, there could yep. be some real educational value behind that. I feel like we could get funding. Games, you know, we could get funding from the government for this, and and it, it's all about you know sort of when the when the um, fire chief has to has to sort of say, okay, we need to evacuate, yeah, evacuate this area of the town and and all this sort of stuff. Yeah, and that'd when, be cool. Yeah, when to have people and and basically making making some hard decisions as well. Mm. Like you've got which the, um, which dehydrated koala do you save and give water you, to? You've got that. <laughs> It was a trick question, all of them, part. god damn it. <laughs> They're cute. Um but but also you can have like um people trying to trying to save their homes and that sort of stuff. Of course, so you, yeah. You you'll get um reports of of, you know, some people not um not leaving their premises. So you've got to send in like the response team to try and mm. get them out, but you make the wrong Well, I mean a lot of the time they say that they can be if well, depending on how close the fire is, you should stay in your house too, right? Hmm. And, and hope that it burns around you, but you know it's going to depend on if, have they cleaned their gutters? Do they, you know, how, how good was all all your warning yeah. systems before? Well, you could because you could even have a, a management aspect of how much do you spend on the sort of the ads, the marketing, or well, not marketing, but like the PSAs around here's how to prepare for a bushfire. You know, how much do you even spend uh, as a town on? Or, you know, all right, well, we're going to spend all this money on actually sending people out to um, clear people's properties, but then you might not have as much money to spend on, like, maintenance for fire trucks. So, is it better to do that preventative measure and maybe not ha- and maybe have one less truck when the fire actually mm-hmm. comes or vice versa? You know, there could be some real interesting decisions to make there. And then, you've, of course, you've got the expansion, all the expansions that you can do where basically there's a there's a- um, fire happening in another in another region, and you can you can send your trucks to to help that region out. <laughs> Wait, did you, when you said expansion, did you mean like DLC or this DLC? Is, yeah. So it's just a different town. Yeah, different area, uh, different terrain. Right. I feel like this is one of those games that that would appeal to like there, there must be fire truck enthusiasts out there and like people who are who aspire to be fire pe- firemen or women firefighters. Um, mm-hmm. but haven't actually done it, just like there are for the, you know, train drivers and the people who buy a fucking farming simulator. I, I like the idea that there's actually, you know, you got the management aspect of, of you can do the, um, do the fire chief, but maybe earlier levels is you start off learning some of the basics by following the old fire chief and he tells you, okay, go here and, and, you know, here's oh. how you put out a fire. And you and could sort of have like- a, yeah, you could have a bit more of an aspect of that farming simulator where it's actually, cause I was thinking kind of, Kind of top-down god 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 game mode sort of view, views of it, and yep. there could be a part of that. Like you get a view that is that, but yeah, maybe the main thing is you're actually a character walking around, and early on you're you're helping to put out the fires and stuff. 
you got some yeah. actual firefighting mechanics in there. So, you know, you can you can have different different sorts of uh fires that that occur, you know, you got the house fire, you got the factory yep. fire, you've got um you got the bush fire. Totally. Which is, well, which and is look, the if, big, if you the put in the dri- if you put in the if you put in the driving of the fucking fire truck as well, and people are can, you know, you do the whole thing where you you recreate accurately the insides of the fire truck, and they have to hit the right switch to turn the siren on. Mm-hmm. And in VR, sure, yeah. of course, <laughs> everything we do is in VR. <laughs> Everything's better in VR. Uh, well, what I'm imagining is, you know, then. Depending on how well you go, mm. you can maybe go down the path of I want to be one of the helicopter um, pilots. Right. So you're yeah. you're going going maybe, down, yeah, picking up all like, the water and doing you've got all career the water paths, different career paths. Yeah, totally. Fuck. There's a lot we could do with this game. You got arson. Like you can be part of the arson squad of you know the oh, Haven arson squad. So you could be in a, like, yeah, you've got arson. You can set things on fire. <laughs> Well, maybe, maybe, maybe. Yeah, that's an ex- yeah. Actually, uh, that'd probably a, work. A future, a future DLC is, um, you know, the arson expansion. Yeah, we're basically an you arsonist get to set the fires and, and then and you've got to put them out. The multi- it's multiplayer. The story mode. Yeah, <laughs> totally. It ends up it's, being um, a fire demon. <laughs> okay, three to one click. Chlorine contradictory. Ooh. We know we might need some science for this. What uh, what do you need to like cancel out the effects of chlorine or something? <laughs> <laughs> or maybe it's maybe it's that you are managing a, a swimming pool and you have to contradict all the piss <laughs> with chlorine. <laughs> I think we've done that. Oh, ma- management. <laughs> um, maybe your bender. And you just keep spraying people with chlorine. <laughs> it's funny because it's poisonous. Uh, <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> uh, maybe you're a science teacher and you've got this asshole in your class who just keeps contradicting you on things. Yep. Uh, so, <laughs> chlorine is basically just another another word for the periodic table. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, just that's it. It just it just leads us to to science in general, chemicals. Oh, maybe um, maybe it's like you're fighting against the fucking anti science folks, and um, you like they they've convinced themselves that because there's what chlorine in salt, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Sodium chloride, right? Yep. That uh, and and cl- and chlorine is poisonous. That salt is is terrible, and they're trying to take it out of everything, and <laughs> and you are fighting back against them with because logic you like and salt science. on your chips. <laughs> exactly, because you're a salty old bugger. <laughs> so you go around and just swearing at everyone. That's that's basically exactly. your superpower. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think we need to clear. Yeah, I got the nothing. <laughs> Read it one quick. Slab. Doubling. So, you're a tradie. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's all about getting paid under the table in beer. <laughs> uh, we're sort of on our realistic trades um, episode. Like, you could do an interesting bricklaying game or electrical game or carpentry game. Well, they kind of did that because they kind of did home improvisation. Yeah. Um, 
you could do that. You could do that with with electricity. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got nothing. Three to one click. Wait, wait, hang on, hang on. Wait, slab doubling. Slab. Uh, so the other way my mind went with slab was like a mortician's slab, where they put the dead bodies. Okay, I think that's what they call it. Um, so maybe this is a another sort of narrative thing where you've got two bodies where you only expected one and one's a mirror image of the other <laughs> sure it's it look we're creating franchise it's the same thing it's the same it's during this same event this is the sequel it's a completely different game you play this this mortician or this coroner or something and oh, i like the idea that it's a coroner and yeah. as you're cutting as you're cutting into the um Cutting oh, into, God. The, into the body, the other one's also being also being sliced too. open, but yep. obviously on like the opposite side. Yeah, yeah. I feel like this is we're starting a franchise here about this rift in between the mirror worlds, and in this case, they've actually meant like this person has come out of the mirror, but and and then was killed. But in can't some, be seen. But was killed <laughs> in some way. I thought you meant that the morticians. Um, the mortician's like mirror image was there. Oh no um, no 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 the person the people on the doing slab. everything people, on, people the slab. on the slab. So this is a bit more. You're discovering things about the mirror universe or about how those rules between those universes work by yeah like cutting open this this body, performing your autopsy, and you know you can have other things happen. Yeah. You're like maybe communicating with other people. Researching online, I don't know. There, yeah, there's there's a cool, interesting, creepy, you know. Whereas the first one, it would be a lot more action based. Yeah. Uh, this is this has like a horror. this is a bit more horror. Yeah, I'm almost getting a sense of like the original Cloverfield and then Ten Cloverfield Lane, like the difference between those in the same franchise okay. in the same universe. You know. Um. So, have you seen the film The Autopsy of Jane Doe? I literally watched it last week, which is where my mind was starting to go to. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> um, that is a freaky ass film, but yeah. has some has some great great ideas that you could actually go with that. The idea yeah. that, you know- um, Well, just the body- tone, just the tone of it even, just like late at night, performing an autopsy, weird shit being discovered. Okay. So, you're the medical assistant- Okay. So, so the coroner is telling you what to, what to, to sort of oh, do. Oh, I like that. And it's VR again, right? Because that oh, yeah, is fucking weird as. And so, yeah, you're at the beginning, you're just like passing tools and like hold back this flap of skin. <laughs> <laughs> Don't look in, otherwise you'll throw up. <laughs> but, but, but just, yeah, you're the one that starts noticing that, um, you know, you got two bodies on the slab and they mm. were brought in separately and, but as- and, well, and maybe it's not consistent because it'd be really obvious if you like cut into it initially and the other one just started bleeding or like being cut. Maybe it's like only once you start cutting into the second one do you notice that things you did on the first one have already have, been have already like taken effect, like the heart's yep. gone or something, you know, um, <sighs> or that you had to cut the heart open in some way to, to check something and it's already been done on the other one. Yeah, so you're sort of solving this mystery. And then I think halfway through, like, something happens to the coroner or the or the whatever, and you have to take over. And, like, now you're actually- you're the only one. 
or, or maybe not oh. the only one. Maybe they get injured or something, and so then they're talking you through things, but you have to take point. Yeah, yeah. Um. Oh, or what? What could also happen is they go out to take a phone call, mm. and then, um, like maybe the um the lab gets locked down. Yeah. So then, um, because there's other things from this whole rift between universes, you could tie yeah, that into the first game that, in some um, way. Yeah, and and maybe there's a, there's a scene in the first game that there's sort of like this massive explosion. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You hear that same. All the explosion power goes out or something. Yeah, but I like the idea that it gets locked down and it's basically um, then you're just being told over the um, over the intercom. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. Oh, I like this. I like this. I feel like now our next game has to be the third in the trilogy to really round it out. <laughs> <laughs> well. If if we if we can go somewhere with it, then we will. Yes, I'm not, no, I'm not going to force this down there. No. Just just the fact that we got copy in in this, and then we got doubling. You know, yeah, it's that's pretty of, good. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Pretty next, good. it's going to be facsimile. It's going to be one of our next words. <laughs> um, okay, I, three. Well, wait, quick. wait, wait. Can I just say in VR? <laughs> I, I just I like the idea. An autopsy game in VR. You really do need some good soft body physics. Um, and that wasn't meant to be a pun, but it sort of is. I'm just picturing, yeah, like those skin flaps, like what you could do with skin flaps, <laughs> um, and my, and just my, like my organs. Only and things. concern is, what do you do with the like private area? And because no, you just you go don't- all out. You just <laughs> you can you can cut that penis off. <laughs> um, I've been watching a lot of NCIS lately, and they the cut way off they a get lot a- of penises in that show. <laughs> The way they get around it is they just put Cut off shine, the like this really, really bright light down on that area. Right. And it looks like there's nothing there. It's just like, <laughs> yeah, it's just like the highlights just it's blow Barbie it right doll. out. <laughs> no, no. In yeah. this one, look, soft body physics, my man. All right. Three, two, one, click. <laughs> okay. Poke. Bait. It's a bullying okay. simulator. <laughs> Both of those words are very kind of- Teasy, teasing, uh, or fish, or something to do with fish. Um, poke, poke brings me brings me to like spear fishing of some sort. Okay. Um, has there been any spear fishing games? Be a good VR one again. I think all our games are VR this this, this episode. Uh, oh, but happens let's, every let, now and again. Let's just let's find something more interesting than that. It could be cave like cavemanish. Okay. Uh. Sort of going in a um in a Far Cry primal sort mm, of I never direction played that. then. Yeah. Yeah. Something to do something around tools. Something around tools in in like primitive 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 man. Um fighting between like the different Homo sapien, Homo Neanderthalus or whatever species. But they've just got like um like social networking, so so you can poke poke and get someone's yes. attention. Yes. Yes, it's <laughs> definitely cavemen, but they have iPhones. I like this. No, 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 seriously. I like the idea of of and this doesn't quite fit in with our mirror thing, but like some sort of time travel experiment gone wrong has sent some some a few like items of future technology back to primitive society and it's about them like figuring out how to use it. Like and they can, they've got phones, but they don't even have like proper language. <laughs> <laughs> but they figured out um, how to call each other <laughs> and grunt. Where do and they, where, how do they keep on recharging the phone? I mean, it's just part of the whole time travel thing. 
it's wireless it's, charging. It's it's wireless charging throughout the throughout the dimensions. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's far future technology. It's like the iPhone thirty seven, where it charges based on the ions in the air. Okay, I kind of like the idea that this is like a um, separate dimension of Earth in which um, the actual year that, mm. that these Neanderthals are actually in mm. is 2018. So, okay. it's- So, like- It's been running parallel to us. It's just that- <laughs> Are you, um, you trying to bring in the mirror thing? <laughs> no, no, no. Okay. I'm not trying to bring in the mirror <laughs> thing. I'm just- I'm, yeah. I'm liking the idea that it's- So, basically, humans evolved later. Um, in in yeah, the sort or, of the history or, of the Earth, or something something happened, and they just didn't <laughs> right. Oh, okay, okay. Something like halted their evolution. Yes. Mm, so they're still in the Neanderthal phase. They just there's no really evolutionary pressure to yeah to get larger brains and and language and art and well, they probably have some art, but yeah, yeah okay, cave paintings and stuff. Mm, yep. Mm, mm, mm. Mm. And I sound like a gay so I mm. I kind of like the mm. idea that it's it's a narrative game mm-hmm. sort of seeing what actually happens mm-hmm. when this technology <laughs> sort of comes in comes into play because it turns out that and you can maybe go through in this in this game a little bit further to to find out that it was actually another dimension <laughs> who purposely sent sent this technology mm. through to see if they could actually. So like get disrupt some, them in some way, or oh, to to get them to kickstart into into oh a, into a, more, like okay. More. So does that mean we jump like million like millions of years into the future at different points, or how does that um, work? May, maybe you your your character can can be um captured taken taken to this taken other, to the other dimension, other dimension. Oh, okay. and then when they go back. Like things have sort of changed, and they're still you know grunts and so all that. So there's a bit of, of an Encino like, Man vibe. I like the idea that you go back and there's just cities, there's like high powered lawyers in suits on their phones, but they're all still just grunting. They haven't developed oh, yeah. language. <laughs> <laughs> like they seriously have like seven sounds they can make and through that they portray everything they need to. And they still have like those big caveman sticks, like from the comics, like just rounded at one end and sort of carved into shape. They still hit each other, other over the head to when I, they want to have sex. I really like it's the very, idea. It's very that, BC comics that you you go into like a courtroom and they're um you know one or two of the lawyers are just dressed in their best furs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. All their suits are still like animal furs. Um, the cities are all just made out of like, or maybe they're just giant caves somehow. They've just carved giant <laughs> caves out of mountains. <laughs> I mean, which Super- some civilizations did, but yeah. I'm seeing, you know, the, the typical um, Neanderthal look of the monobrow. Oh, like- yeah. Yeah. Well, maybe that's it. Maybe it's actually that the, that it, that Homo sapiens were, were killed. Like, they didn't survive. The but Neanderthals, Neanderthals did. did. And, and so, and- that parallel evolution, they still developed art and technology and stuff, but for whatever reason, their brains didn't actually grow enough- or in the right <laughs> ways for real language and you know clothes. <laughs> <laughs> real language, clothes, or re- like <laughs> I kind of think like the like the Flintstones. Everything's sort of like um- well, they never figured out the wheel, so it's all square wheels. <laughs> <laughs> or like- you- 
you see like a freeway and they're all traveling at like 10 kilometers an yeah, hour. They're just, just all pushing <laughs> these great stone <laughs> things. Well, I, mean, <laughs> I love the idea that, that the technology is the same as ours, except they didn't figure out wheels or clothes. Like <laughs> there's just these few little things that didn't make it. And so, yeah, there's just these like fully formed modern looking cars and they're just pushing them on their chassis, like sparks <laughs> flying up. <laughs> Or like drag, like dragging them on on like rail. I don't know. They're all kind of like on ski sort of things. So yeah, you can't yeah. really turn. <laughs> yeah, well, that's a, that's that's a good point. Like they figured out they figured it's not completely inefficient. They're sort of on these ski sort of things, but yeah, they just didn't figure out circles. They just everything couldn't quite just go get it. That's it. <laughs> straight lines <laughs> only. Okay, three to one. <laughs> Stank. Store. Store stank. <laughs> the store stank redemption. Oh, God. <laughs> okay. What sort of stores have stank? Pet stores? Um, well, I'm just wondering- Manure is, stores? Is mm. this like um, you're actually storing away the stank? Oh. Oh. You're like collecting smells? Yeah. Mm, the smell collector. Give me your smells. Fart for me. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's like a horror movie. The stink collector. <laughs> give me that. Give me some of that stank. The stink man cometh. So, is it again like a a telltale store sort of game mm-hmm. where you play you play a um stanksman? Oh, I'm I'm thinking a a young apprentice of a stanksman of a stanksman. Um. <laughs> Who 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 goes around collecting collecting smells? But okay, halfway through like the first episode, um, you start noticing that certain smells have been disappearing from the world. Oh, okay. And so now your adventure is to work out who's been stealing these smells and storing them away, mm. um, and basically capturing them so no one else can smell them. How do we translate smells into some? Without going stupid with, like, smell peripherals that generate yeah, smells, like they, you have in the past, into into some sort of gameplay, like, visual or sound, like, auditory- Well, it's it's got to be stink lines. I mean, that's- <laughs> It's just stink lines. Well, but I'm talking about the different, like, the different types of smells. Is it, like, different coloured stink lines, or they just have different shapes to them? Like, they wave in different, um, fre- different think- frequencies- I think you can actually have like these special goggles fucking, that they no, can wear. No, I fucking love. The, I love the idea, and th- maybe we shouldn't use this because it's too weird. But I just had the thought of them literally just grabbing the physical stink lines, and that's how they collect the smells. Like <laughs> just reaching out, it's like oh, there's stink lines. Like there's a smell there. Gra- like just a gathering up the stink lines. All right, handful of stink lines into my pocket. <laughs> God. Um, uh, <laughs> I, I, th- I think I think the idea that you have to you have to have like sort of like auras mm. that's that's sort of you know how people say that auras have different colors and all that sort of stuff yeah yeah well, stinks you know they they appear on different um on different things right sort of radiating and from them different wavelengths different colors you could have like they could have different like little floaty bits floating around them of different shapes and colors. Mm-hmm. In sort of like around the the edges of the aura, or, or coming out of them in some way, and you can you can have maybe there's some people 
who like are really really proud of their perfumes and that sort of stuff that mm. they that mm. they've managed to collect. Well, I like the and idea that you have to like solve puzzles by yeah. based on like having to recognize these different smells based on these auras you can see and like and there's definitely either a big- halfway through mm-hmm. or yeah. or end of the first episode one of your early cases mm. sort of comes to you and basically says um yeah i don't i don't smell anything anymore my like, bo has just disappeared the all the perfumes that I that I now own have mm. no smell. Just no smell. It's like the nothing in the never-ending story. They've lost it's that just, stank. It's not even like this no smell. <laughs> it's like you don't have a nose. Uh, <laughs> they lost that stankin' feeling. Uh, yeah, I like that. I like that. And there's definitely got to be like a big twist at the end where one of the- Like you recognize a particular smell. It's like, no, it can't be. How can this be possible that it's that smell? Just because- You've, you've we've used that mechanic so well that it's an instantly recognizable. Yeah, uh, because you've had flashbacks to like, um, oh yeah, your when you smell it as a kid, like yeah, 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 and it all comes back, flooding back. The smell and you find out that- of your very first. I was going to go real dirty, but I'm not yeah, going so to do like- that. <laughs> I'm like, nope. no, no. <laughs> um, the smell of your first pizza. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. That, that's a good smell. The first time you have that first slice of pizza in your life. And look, 95% of taste is smell, so. <laughs> that, that first slice of your mum's lasagna. Yeah, let's go there. Let's do that. I don't know. Um, yeah, I like it. That's cool. I'm getting I'm getting to that it, it's it's your mum. Your mum is the bad guy. <laughs> oh, they're the bad guy. Right. Yeah. Oh, I see. Your mum's been stealing all, all these, the smells. Um, all, all the, the good smells of the world. Smells. She wants them all for herself. She is the stank queen. <laughs> There's your title. There's the title of the episode. She is the stank queen. Oh, God. <laughs> um, let's do one more. Three, two, one, click. All right. One more. <laughs> all right. You, mm, do you want me to go first or you go to, you to go first? Because you've obviously got a good one. I was laughing because I, we can't do this word at all. Oh, what is it? Doubling. <laughs> Doubling? <laughs> doubling. Oh, doubling. Oh, you got it doubling again. Doubling again. <laughs> All right. Well, we could. We get? could do the trilogy. <laughs> Submerging. Yeah, no. <laughs> All right. Could do a water- <laughs> could be a water-based one. What? Examiner. <laughs> I mean- um, I'm just going to change my complexity for a second. Yeah. <laughs> I'll cover my eyes while you change your complexity. Yep. Snoring. Submerging. Um, so, around sleeping, around liquid of some kind. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, so it's a cure for snoring. Okay. But you have to, like, nearly drown yourself because your body, in its panic state, like, clears your entire sinus passage to try to get that last breath of air. It just so happens that it's so powerful- it like realigns <laughs> your fucking nasal whatever. What do they call that? Nasal chakras. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Let's go there. It's like a new form of chiropractic where they shove your head in a bath and they do that. They'd fucking do that. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't think we've re- made one game. No, I guess our early ones were games. Yeah, we have. Yeah. 
there were a whole VR games. That's true. That was That's good. true. Um, okay. Yeah. Do you have any? So, snoring, submersion. Um, Maybe something I around like a religious, like baptism? I'm, I'm seeing that this is maybe a, um, like, a dream study. Okay. And, like, the submersion is, is basically like a solution that, mm. that um, you, and a, you and a few other people get put into. The snoring is just talking about so you're like sleeping the, and dreaming. So, you're like the precogs in Minority Report. Yeah. If they snored. But, <laughs> effectively, yeah. what, what actually happens is kind of similar to, like- um, Nightmare in Elm Street. You get okay. you get put into like a a group dream. Okay, very similar to Inception as well. Mm. Um, but I I like the idea that maybe something has actually gone wrong, and yes. it's an action adventure. You and your team trying to escape the dream world. Right. Can you go deeper, like in Exception? In- Inception. Um, I don't think you can you can do that whole. No. We go into a dream inside the dream. You know, I think that's a little <laughs> bit too far. But um, I like the idea that as as you spend more time in the dream world, you unlock, you know, powers to, mm. to basically to like take control create. of it a bit. Yes, but well, that could be also interesting. Sort of going up against a um, maybe a, one of your team members turns out to be sort of right. Well, yeah, I like this like, idea that that maybe each team member ends up sort of unlocking different ways to control the dream state, and you sort of and, and start, one of them you're, you one start of them sort totally of merging. goes apocalypse now and <laughs> and starts going crazy, right? As and just like turning the world against you. Well, actually, maybe maybe that could be the reason why you and the team are going into the into the dream world. Oh, you're like trying to get someone out or something. You're trying to get someone out, and Ooh, basically. They've gone um, apocalypse now, and have basically taken refuge within the dream world, and mm. and now are like super super powerful in there. Oh, that's cool! I like that. Yeah, because um, I I have a feeling that we could do a lot of stuff with like you know really really weird. Um, well, just uh, yeah, it? like the shifting of of the environment, and um, you know things that that may may or may not be there, or that can appear out of nowhere. Um, doing uh, what? What are those? What are those? Um, crazy, can't be real, um, sort of drawings. Oh, like forced perspective sort of stuff, or yeah, oh, but oh, also oh, um, um, like optical yes. illusions and things. Yeah, yeah, but they're um, they're by a certain creator. Escher. I'm trying to think. Escher. Escher. Yeah. So you get lots of Escher, Escher style drawings. Oh, that'd be um, that'd be interesting. Environment. A bit of um, Monument Valley Valley kind of. That was very. That was a very different tone, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But, that's cool. But just being able to to sort of control that and and be either in a first person or a um or a third person sort of adventure mm, mm. within the dream world. Also, where- David Bowie as Jareth from the Labyr- Labyrinth, the Goblin King, <laughs> is there He's walking upside down. Yeah, well, that, yeah. <laughs> He's the guy. He's the guy. Each know. You're trying to get you, out. You, you pick up the phone at one stage and he goes, you remind me of the babe. Well, no, we're not doing that again. <laughs> no, do that in the previous episode. <laughs> but yeah, I, I really would like to see how how a team of awesome developers could take take this mm. dream world and, and create this. Oh, there'd be a lot of cool effects you could do and a lot of cool mechanics that you could come up with. Absolutely. Um, um, yeah, and I like that idea of, you know, one person gains control enough to sort of manifest their own- 
creatures to fight alongside them or something and, and another one takes control enough that they can kind of teleport around or like move really fast or something uh and you know basically just get sort of superpowers in a way but it, but within this context of this dream state uh but also one of the things that happens in in my dreams sometimes is <laughs> you get stuck in a loop yeah where you just you oh, can't get out of it i like that and- idea of bringing in classic like dream things as like as the sort of debuffs yeah um so one of one them of is that, is like that used you- to happen in some of my dreams where I was riding a bike and I'd be picturing myself pedaling mm-hmm. and then I'd try to stop myself from pedaling but it's like I couldn't find the yeah the the place to actually stop to the like pedaling put your feet from- or yeah so your feet are just continually going it's like no my mind won't let me stop it <laughs> I used to have that with driving and- before I learned to drive I'd have dreams where I was in a moving car and I like yep. couldn't, couldn't figure out the pedals and I'm just sort of trying to avoid things. And yeah, but no, I like that idea that like the bad guy does things that are like the typical dream thing. So like you suddenly are there in your underwear and everyone's laughing at you. <laughs> oh yeah. Or like you, you're, you try to run, but it feels right. Re- you like you're running really slow and you never get to where you want to go. Or like you try to hit someone and you're, Punches never quite connect because they slow down as they get closer. Or like, have you ever had that where you're trying to fight in oh, a dream, yeah. and, or, or your teeth it's, start it's falling like out? You start fighting, and you and you feel like you're underwater, and you just don't have any any. Um, yeah, or you can't keep your eyes. Whatsoever. You can't keep your eyes open. All of a sudden, I'm not sure how that would play out in the game, but that happens to me in dreams all the time, and it's horrible. Yeah, I like the idea of there being like a boogeyman sort of thing that that comes in if the electric if you- boogaloo man yep <laughs> oh god um <laughs> maybe we'll finish it there do you want to finish yeah, your I sentence we'll finish i did interrupt you but yeah i don't know where i was going to go okay. with that it was probably so- you were probably going to say electric boogaloo man so it's fine i just oh uh, yeah so uh, basically you've got a um like a boogeyman who mm-hmm. who comes through and keeps on invading like some of the happier dreams that you're trying to you're trying to put in place, right? And, and it turns out that and it's, you have to you, you have know, to take him out with a vacuum cleaner, like in <laughs> was it Mister Boogeyman? Oh God! Thanks for joining us this week. Yeah, <laughs> on bits. That went a little bit weird at the end. <laughs> uh, they all go weird by the end. Yeah, they do. I think it was Mister Boogity. <laughs> it was uh, just. It's definitely it's definitely Mister Boogity. Thank you for joining us this week on Bitstorm. If you want to find us online, we're on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Though we never, we fucking don't use Instagram. Uh, Bitstormcast on all of those. We have have a Facebook group, facebook.com slash groups dot, dot Bitstorm. No, facebook.com slash groups slash Bitstorm. We're also on Podchaser at podchaser.com slash Bitstorm. We're also on iTunes where you can rate, review, subscribe. We've got a website, bitstormcast.com like to plug our friends at the AGPN, the Australasian Gaming Podcast Network. Just search for hashtag AGPN on Twitter or the Australasian Gaming Podcast Network on Facebook. And finally, we'd like to thank Kuradust, a band that we're both part of, for the song Mount Defiance off of the album Containment Failure. So, <laughs> thank you again for joining us. I'm Ben Slinger. I'm Travis Cup. And I'm going to put an effect on that so it sounds like a robot. <laughs> but I've got the edit. <laughs> and you're going to put an effect on that so it sounds like a robot. <laughs>
my Calvapat. <laughs>